Welcome to the Divine and Worthy Podcast. A podcast capturing real conversation between two friends about all things spirituality, limiting beliefs, mindset, and emotional empowerment. We're your co-hosts, Melissa Kimberly. And I'm Tiffany Merriman. Join us in the journey to understanding your true self and allowing the space and grace to feel empowered and shine. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Divine and Worthy podcast. I'm Melissa Kimberly. I'm here with my amazing, powerful, beautiful co-host, Tiffany Merriman. We're excited you're here today. We're going to talk about, yeah, today we're talking about inner child. We're really excited about that. So before we start to dive in and kind of explain the plan of attack for the episode, um, we just wanted to reintroduce ourselves to you if this is the first time you're catching our podcast. So I am Melissa Kimberly. I am an intuitive coach. I'm a psychic. I'm an Akashic Records practitioner. What I do um, is create space and help guide in understanding the limiting beliefs and the ego stories are keeping you small, keeping you stuck, making life feel really crunchy and dark and murky. Um, by witnessing what's causing discomfort and no longer serves you, you can reclaim joy, live a more authentic life, and a more fulfilling life. So that is, in a nutshell, what I do. Tiffany, do you want to talk about what you do and introduce yourself? Yes, like she said, I'm Tiffany, and I'm an emotional energetic healer. I help guide you through releasing unprocessed emotional blocks that you feel and you might not know that they're there and they're no longer serving you. So we want to get rid of them. Um, through this process, I use intuitive guidance and insight into your emotional healing and spiritual growth. So yeah, we, we do a lot of, uh, uh, some of it's the same and some of it's completely different, but yeah. um, it is just exciting work. And we really, it's to you. What do you need? It's, it's not a cookie cutter. We don't know what's coming up. Um, really, we're guided to what we need to look into and how we're going to help you. So yeah, it's different yeah. every time. It, yeah, it is. So there is opportunity for you to work with us separately. Um, there also is opportunity for you to work with us together. What we do individually is transformative. It is powerful. We love what we do. Um, but when we do it together, it's double the magic, man. So yeah, um, it's something if, different. <laughs> yeah, if you are interested and just want to have a conversation about what it looks like, what we do, um, what's going on in your life, and we just want to have a chat, like reach out to us. We are happy to um, have a conversation and um, find time to just connect. So reach out if working with us sounds like something that resonates and might be a good fit for you. Yes. Um, okay, so today we are talking about inner child, the inner child. Um, I feel both from my own experience and what I see as a coach, I feel the inner child is um, kind of like one of the top three to five things that we need to work on as adults as we go through our self-growth and self-development and our transformation journey. Wouldn't you say, Tiffany? Yeah, because you don't realize that, like we were kind of saying, like this is our foundational block. And mm -hmm. we don't realize that we're pulling from our inner child all the time through in our adult life. So it really pops up more than you think it does. Um, yeah. And it's really formed us into who we are and how we react to situations. And yeah, it's, it's so, it's ingrained in us. It's, it's makes yeah. us who we are and we can, we can work on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we thought that um, talking about what we mean by inner child, um, understanding how our inner children, if you will, impact um, our adult lives and our goals and our patterns of behavior and our beliefs. We felt that that was important because this was not necessarily information that we knew before we stepped into this space ourselves on our own journeys. So we thought it would be really great to talk about it. And how we got like this, this brilliant idea um, 
is it was a few days ago Tiffany you were sharing your own like inner child story and I thought it was super powerful and you said something in that conversation where I was like other people need to hear this so do you mind before we kind of dive into like our messages and our perspective shift here do you mind sharing a little bit about that inner child journey you recently um tapped into and stuff yeah so well right now I am having or I was having issues like really verbalizing myself and I'm really good at talking but like actually like putting it down on paper or like coming up with the right words um and kind of feeling like what I have to say isn't as important as what other people are saying and it was really it, it's been a block since I've been in about sixth grade I went back and I'm like ooh, this is like a sixth grade thing. Why is this happening? Like, that's when I stopped. Like, that's when English didn't make sense anymore. And that's where I couldn't put words together. And I felt like I was just talking, but nobody was listening. So I was like, mm -hmm. I told, I told Melissa, I'm like, I need to look into this a little bit more because it seems like, like there's a block and I don't know why. And, um, so I went in, I did a meditation and just, just a pre pre-warning right now, this could be a triggering subject for some. Um, so I'm saying this from the depths of my heart, like this, this happened to me in a past life. So this was my experience, um, many past lives ago, but this is, this is one thing that I've, I've kept and held dear to me. Um, they told me for many generation or for many lifetimes so when I went in they showed me this little boy and his name was Johnny or that my name was Johnny in this lifetime um it was it was a long time ago so it was kind of like it was when there was cobblestone roads and um it showed me as a little boy like walking to and from school walk it anywhere I was walking um this is where it happened the most like I would be made fun of by the other kids they would throw mm -hmm. rocks at me they would kick me they would hit me they would just they would say so mean things like why are you even here you know don't need you don't need to be around what you have to say is not important is what I picked up like I felt lower than trash my my existence in this world was useless and no one cared about me um even your if self -esteem i had self-esteem and your self-worth was it was was trash. So, nothing yeah. Yeah, yeah and i deserved everything that was happening to me i i felt that so way. that was your perspective yeah so okay well yep yeah, you you treat me like this because that is who i am and mm. um at a certain point I'm like well this isn't this isn't worth worth living and so I did actually I, I hung myself in that lifetime and so I cut off my voice I was not being mm. I was not um there to 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 be seen I treated myself as I thought that I was I I, I wasn't worth the space and time that I took up um, yeah. So in that, I would I'm I was about a sixth grader in that in that time. So that's when my voice, that's when my self esteem, as in this world in this lifetime, that's when everything started to diminish for me because I was Ooh. taking in that um, that energy because it was it's my energy. Sure. And so I'm starting to live that life of this is who I am now. I, I would be big and boisterous, but then I did it to be laughed at, you know, like I tried to be like funny. Oh. So I would get, um, I would get attention, but it wasn't the attention I really wanted, but I was getting attention. Um, sure. so I was never taken seriously because I was yeah. a funny like person. Um, so when I was in the meditation, I got to meet 
my inner child. I got to meet this little boy who was scared and had wanted to be heard and seen and loved and cared for. And he like came and sat by me. We talked. I told him, I am here now. I am the adult that can take you and love you and care for you. You don't have to take this burden on. And everything that you did, everything that happened to you was not your fault. You were a child. You should never have to be in that situation. So really giving the love and the support and the need um, that, that he needed and meaning it because this was me. This is, this is me. This is, I've been going through this in this lifetime and, and bringing him back. I I gave him a hug and I said, do you want to come on my journey with me? Do you want to rejoin me in this journey of my life so we can do it together? And I'm going to be stronger because you're here and you're going to be stronger because we're together. And he was like, yes. And I just, I grabbed him, gave him a big hug and he like absorbed back into me. And you wouldn't believe I have been writing. (laughs) I wrote two posts that didn't take me two hours to write. Like they took me like 15, 20 minutes, which these things were blocked. I, I couldn't make a sentence. And you know what? And, and I would have read them. I'd be like, so self-conscious that, nope, I can't post it. Nope. I can't do that. Nope. I can't mm. do this. And even actually I did this right before we started the podcasts and I was, um, nervous to do a podcast. Cause I'm like, but what if I say the wrong thing? What if people don't like what I have to say? And now I'm just I'm having fun. Like my voice is flowing. Like I have seen such a difference in myself right now. Um, just by looking at that little boy who, who had a traumatic experience. So, yeah. And allowing, okay. Two things that I heard in your story. One, you, um, took the time to understand and his story and like hear what he had to say and two then you invited him along on the journey and so as we continue to kind of unpack understanding inner child for you guys um you're going to start to see that that theme that um inviting our inner children along on the journey with us is so super supportive to them and they are a piece of us and therefore supportive for you as well yes so, like it's like you're yeah. getting yourself back you get to be more whole every yeah. time you find one and bring them so yes yeah that really is you know that's really what I've learned Tiffany in um within the spiritual self-growth self-development evolving as a human space is as we go through life we leave a trail behind us Mm -hmm. of um, little bits and pieces and parts of us and the um more work and I hate to use the word work so I'm going to find a better way to explain that but the more integrate those left behind breadcrumb pieces of ourselves we are able to get um we kind of we work on becoming whole again and that's really when we can step into life empowered um life more authentically and really start to feel more confident in our own skin in our own lives yeah wouldn't you say Well, and it's just like understanding you, how do you take, why do you, why do you work this way? Like it made sense. Like, I I mean, I was ready to throw my hands up. I I have, like, I have thrown my hands up. Like I don't write and I don't write to make sense. And it doesn't like verbalize to like, I know what I want to say, but it doesn't like compute when I put it on paper. So it was kind of warming to be like, Oh, that Mm -hmm. happened. That's where like in sixth grade, I remember going verbs, adjectives, what, 
I don't get it. Commas, like where are those supposed to go? Yeah. And I stopped learning from that point on. I struggled mm. from that point on. So yeah. So interesting. It, yes. And it was, it was, it was the ending of that time, you know, for him. And yeah. that's also where having an intuitive best friend who's also a coach is like the best worst thing because as she would say these things to me I would be like okay first of all knock it off because you're fine and (laughs) (laughs) and then I would be like you you really should be looking at this like there's something more here and you really can understand it process and release the limiting aspects of it and then reintegrate yourself and move forward in a way where you are when I say more capable, what I mean is you believe that you are capable to be as powerful and fluent writer and communicator as you want to be. So it's empowerment. It's empowerment. When you understand Mm -hmm. the underlying like thing, you can Mm -hmm. understand the, you can see the whole process so much better when there's blackness and there, you don't see it. And you don't know yeah. why you can't understand the whole process. So like it's right. light empowerment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wrote down as you were talking that I just want to mention, we do not want to go down the rabbit hole on this in this episode, but it definitely, Tiffany, I think should be a topic for another episode. So Tiffany was re- referencing um, a past life. So if you're kind of new to the spiritual space, um, this might be a new concept for you, but um this is not the first life that you've lived. <laughs> you've incarnated in other lives. And what happens to us in these previous lives absolutely impacts and plays a part in how we show up in this life. And so the, one of the most re, um, the most occur, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The most common things, theme, if you will, that we see play out in how past lives impact us are exactly what basically Tiffany shared, which is um, limiting beliefs and limiting stories were created in a past life. And that gets attached to us in a way that it shows up when you incarnate and you live this life that you're currently living now. So maybe, I mean, Tiffany shared that she did have an experience when she was in sixth grade that like tied this all together. But a lot of, it's not uncommon for people to have beliefs you're like I don't even know where this came from because I haven't had these experiences in my own life or this wasn't what was talked about growing up or modeled for me so like where is this coming from um it likely has to do with something past life the past life stuff is it's super interesting but it's very it's a very vast cavern of information and things to share so I think I'm making notes that that definitely should be another another podcast episode because um it's super interesting I when I learned about um a couple different past life experiences it made so much sense Mm -hmm. for things that were happening in this life that like I never really could put my finger on and then as soon as you fall like I had a past life experience where I fell off a cliff and died which would explain why I have a fear of heights. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. why, why yeah. do you have a fear of heights? Like, these seem so random. Like, our fears, like, there's a reason for our fears. Like, I have snakes. I don't know why yet, why snakes are like my, I can't even watch them on TV. I can't like walk really? by, like, oh yeah, I shut my eyes. Like, I can't walk by their skins. Like, oh, so. <laughs> oh. We had, we, I just like want to tap into that, like to, to like figure it out. It's probably super interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's Tiffany's story. And that's like what yeah. sparked this thing. We're like, oh, we should talk about inner, inner child. So here is what our plan is. We are actually going to make the topic of inner child. We'll, we'll probably talk about it in the future as well, but we're going to make this episode basically a two-parter. So today we're going to talk more just more about inner child and really um help you understand what we mean and how it may be showing up in your life we both sat down um last night and channeled and got messages from spirit so that's what tiffany did i went into the akashic records and got messages which is still from spirit but within the akashic records um 
And we're going to go over those with you today. They are so good. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, for part two of the inner child episode, we are going to give you some steps that you can take all on your own to explore how inner child you might be impacting um, present moment you and your life. And then we're also going to provide a healing meditation that you can listen to, to kind of help you release and do some healing so that you can um, move forward a little bit more empowered. So yes. that's our plan. Yeah. So um, Tiffany, I'll turn it over to you. Why don't you share first what your channeled message is? We've already talked with each other about what we got and it's so good. I love one of the things that happens when you, when we work with spirit and you'll see within the spiritual space is spirit likes to talk in riddles and spirit likes to talk in like in metaphors. So um, instead of giving us things directly, they, they speak by painting pictures and providing analogies. Yeah. Yes. And so that's yes. totally what happened with um, what Tiffany got. So um, yeah, I'm interested. Okay. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to like hear this from a different space now. <laughs> so when I went in there, they wanted us to be able to explain it to you in, so in a way that might be a little bit different. Um, so you can kind of see what an inner child is and what, what they do. So the inner child is a fragile place. So we're, as children, we're always in a fragile place. Um, think of your inner child as like a coral reef. It's a big, vast coral reef. It's willing to take in all of this information. It's willing to take in everything. Well, the coral reef takes in fish. It takes in organisms. It takes in everything that the ocean has to offer. And it just, it absorbs it. It loves it. It's just, that's what, that's what a child does, right? It takes that in that energy, the people, everything, and it's learning and it's figuring it out. Right. Um, and then sometimes like someone might touch it. And when we touch mm -hmm. the coral reef, it's fragile and it, it can break and die. And that's what happens or what they're saying, what happens is when you, you're touching that coral reef, it breaks, it dies, it, it goes down to the bottom of the ocean and it sits there mm -hmm. by itself and it's forgotten. And when yeah. it's sitting there, that, that's the heartache, that's like the trauma that happens to this child. It doesn't want to, well, it, it's not being seen. So it goes down. We're not seeing it because it, it was hurtful. Like we don't want to remember like, wow, that was terrible. We, we push it down. We, we forget about it. So that inner child is now lost and left. That piece of coral still lives on our body. Our, our, our person still lives on. So this coral is still living. It's still taking in things. And then another thing happens. Another piece of it breaks off um and that's how they kind of want you to think of it is that it's it's a what our inner child is this wonderful place we're doing wonderful things we're taking in all of this but little little snapshots in life happen and it, it breaks us a little bit and it goes away and we forget about yeah. it so what they want us to do, like we were saying in my life, like what I did too, is I went and I found that inner child and I picked it up and I gave it its time, its energy, its, its um, love. And I asked it to come back and you're just picking up those broken pieces that are still there. We're just picking them up to um, hold space for them and and love them again and know that that, that it wasn't them. their fault. And what happened is, is okay to feel awful and it's okay to be there, but we're here to give it support. So it, they kind of gave the, 
the analogy of like the ocean and the coral and what the coral is. It's fragile, but it's so vast and so big and so wonderful. Yeah. Um, a couple of things. One, I just so love the coral reef analogy because I'm not saying that I'm an expert on coral reefs, but I feel like I know enough, which so like they are vast and they are beautiful. And they are like an ecosystem for sea, sea life and the yes. health of the ocean, right? Which is such a perfect, oh, it's just a, it's such a perfect metaphor and analogy for what our inner child represents. It really is the foundation. Um, and like a coral reef, our inner children, all children, but inner child, needs to be nurtured and protected. Um, and that's not often the case, right, with children. I mean, we're adults, we, we see what, we know what happened to us through our journey, we see what happens to children all over the world, right? So they're not always nurtured and they're not always loved and they're not always protected. Um, so I just, ooh, that analogy, I just like love it so much. The other thing I was like writing down so I can remember <laughs> to reference it is, um, if you have not listened to the Our Ego podcast, although I don't know if it, if we've released it at this if we've released it at this point, but we have a podcast about the ego, and within that podcast, we talk about the views and perceptions and a child's interpretation of the world. And I think there'd be value in revisiting that really quickly. So I'll, I'll give my little spiel because I don't want to put you on the spot and then please like add your, your thoughts and your take on it as well. So children, especially, okay, well, first of all, um, some of our initial most foundational beliefs get formed when we're between the ages of give or take a few years, five to eight years old. Those beliefs absolutely drive and impact how we show up for life as adults but if we take a step back and look at it how do children perceive life compared to adults right their brains aren't developed and so one of the things that children do is their perception of the things that happen around them is their fault i'm the cause of this whether it's good or bad right, right. and it and some of that too has to do with our conditioning so Think about as children, when they're really small, they do funny, silly things, and it makes us laugh. And so in their brains, they're like, oh, I did this. I made this adult parent, family member, whatever. I made this adult happy. I'm going to keep doing it. So they do that in a positive way, but it also happens in a, a negative way, if you will, where it's like mom and dad are fighting. I got yelled at, like that sort of thing. Um, and so that is how they take on the world. It's, it's a very, children have a very, because of how their brains grow and develop and the stage that they're at at those ages, they have a very selfish perspective of the world. Um, I gave the example, I'll reiterate it. Um, I gave the example in that ego podcast. Um, I listened to an influencer who shared a story that when he was within that age, um, his mom got very sick. She needed to have surgery. He couldn't see her for a period of time because she was at a hospital out of the town, like out of the town that they normally live in. And when he was, she finally got well enough where he could come visit. He comes to the hospital. She's being wheeled into her room and she had had to have all the surgery. And so he runs in and he jumps up on her bed to give her a big hug. And everyone in the room, the medical staff and his family, um, freaks out on him and is like no 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 don't jump on her you're gonna hurt her because she had been really sick and had just had surgery and so he recognized as he went on his own inner child growth and development journey that that experience of him trying to show his mom love and everyone freaking out and telling him that no don't do that what you're doing is bad and is going to hurt her was impacting him as an adult in his adult life so that is a perfect example of how a child perceives life and the things that happen they really take it all in um on themselves so yes i just yeah. i felt it was important as we continue this discussion to kind of reiterate for people um how children perceive the world around them i don't know that was a lot so i don't know if you have anything else to add no it, it is it's it's just the 
the, the, what you're perceiving is big at three to three to five is, is not big at 35. So just the perception of how it, how it comes through. So, yeah, I think that was a really good explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had another thought too, as you were going through, Oh, the other thing that I wanted to like circle back on, on, and you really did do a good, um, a really good job at explaining this, but I want to circle back on it. One of the things that you had shared in the beginning um, about your channeled message is that this coral reef that represents our inner child um, as is um, traumas happen and things that negatively, if you will, impact our inner child um, happen, parts and pieces of the reef break off, fall to the bottom of the ocean floor and die. What we just want to make sure that you're really clear on is that does not mean that those parts in, like, okay, this is metaphorically, so let's keep that in mind. We don't mean this literally, right? <laughs> um, the point that Spirit was trying to make with this was that the parts and pieces break off, float to the bottom of the ocean floor, but they're not meant to be left behind. Like, we want to gather them up and collect them, like we do when... Um, coral pieces of coral like wash up on shore right and we we're walking along the ocean and we're like picking up seashells and coral and like sand dollars that have like washed up and starfish and all of that like we want you to like what the point that's being made here is like pick it up and carry it with you yeah. right do you want to share yeah, any more carry about that it, give it love like oh my gosh look at how and and yeah and love it yep yeah yeah um Anything else that you got um, that you want to share today? I know you got, there's like a part two to what you got that we're going to save for the part two episode, but. Yep. I I think what they wanted me to just to like do was explain it in a different, in a metaphorical way. So it's not like, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit easier to understand, but I can't wait for your explanation because we have so much deep diving to go into on that. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm excited. Okay. Um, so the channel message that I got again came from the Akashic Records. Just a real quick explanation of the Akashic Records if you are not familiar with this concept and the Akashic Records space. The Akashic Records is basically an archive, a library of every soul lifetime. So not like this life right now that you're living, but every you have a soul, right? You have spirit, you have a soul within you every lifetime your soul has ever lived. The Akashic Records are an archive, a repository, a library of everything that happened in every single life. Happened in the past, is happening in this current moment, and the possibilities for the future. The Akashic Records are a beautiful, powerful, sacred, special place. There is no fear in the Akashic Records. There is no judgment in the Akashic Records. There is unconditional love in the Akashic Records. So the information that we can pull from this repository is super powerful. Um, The healing that can be done from within the Akashic Records is also super powerful. So um, I like to tap into the Akashic Records sometimes and get information from there. Again, as we kind of already referenced, Spirit, especially when I'm within the Akashic Records, tends to talk in riddles and in metaphors. And oftentimes what comes through is deep. And sometimes, and like, this has been Tiffany and I's experience because we work with a coach who works within the Akashic Records. And sometimes she shares shares stuff with us and we're like, my human brain, (laughs) I don't understand what we've just said. So um, I want to mention that and then um, remind, if you will, or offer to you that human, your human brain doesn't have to grasp everything I'm about to share. There is a part of you, there's a part within your soul that is going to hear this and remember. And um, that's going to activate something within you that's going to turn into some realizations. So with that yes, said. It's, it's powerful. And like she said, if it doesn't make sense, it's okay. You're not meant to take it all mentally in your in in your thinking brain it is going to trigger something subconsciously that might open something up um and you don't have to know you don't have to know yes it's it's going to do it yep yep 
I, I always tell people that spiritual guidance, spiritual messages, sometimes it's like a complete, like the door flies open, the lights fly on, and you are like, oh, I get it now. And sometimes hearing a spiritual message is just unlocking the door so that the next time you hear something that's similar and aligns to the first time, now you can actually turn the door handle and open the door a crack. That's like the way yep. I like to explain it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read. This really plays out like a message with a sketch of like, with a, just a touch of meditation tied to it. Um, okay. Uh, inner children, the pieces of the human experience left behind and forgotten like orphans. What you fail to see is they may be little and outgrown, but the indelible mark they leave in your life is huge. For they were the beginning. There is no present moment, you, without innocent, impressionable child you. As humans grow, these inner children get left behind. But so does your innocent perception of the world, your childlike wonder, your playfulness and imagination, your childlike trust and forgiveness, and your childlike adventureness and curiosity. These traits and qualities are not meant to be left behind, but rather virtues to be embodied and carried within you, treasured and drawn upon as you travel through your human experience. For as much as you need inner child, inner child also needs support and shelter from you. You carry wisdom and offer protection that inner child does not have. Nurture and love inner child. Invite them along on the journey. Allow them space for play and imagination. Wipe tears and kiss metaphorical wounds. Offer an ear and listen to what inner child has to say. What are they worried about? When do they need space to tantrum? And then time for consoling. All parts and pieces of you are important, but inner child and the present moment you co-create in a collaboration of partnership and support. Not every inner child has a rosy rainbow and rain puddle experience. We would like you to know two things. One, that was the experience your soul signed up for. Please find comfort in knowing you incarnated to this life with courage and bravery and the strength to endure. Please trust your soul level knowing. Two, how can adult you reparent, nurture, love, and protect inner child? What do you want inner child to know about? What reassurance and empathy can you offer? What comforts do you now have available that can be shared with inner child? Tell inner child, embrace them, and give a warm, cozy bed. There is great and profound healing here. Inner child is forgiving and wants to play and feel joy and giggle again. Remember, you and inner child co-create. They do not need much. Do not leave them behind, but offer protection. Take their tiny hands, for it will always be available to fill your heart center with innocence and love. Isn't that crazy? Mm. That's so, that's I so just good. Have to sit there and like close my eyes and just like take it in because there's just there's so much in that message. Yeah, there's so much in that message. Yeah. So a couple of points that I made note of that I just want to circle back on because that was like a lot. I would honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, encourage you to go back and like listen to it again and maybe even more than twice um, because it is deep and there's like a number of there's depth to the messages. I think is maybe the best way to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, if we start at the beginning, what, what, what 
was shared is the pieces of the human inner child is the pieces of the human experience that are left behind and forgotten like orphans. And to me, that is very much in alignment with exactly the messages that you had gotten yourself as well. Right. Yeah. 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 They're just like, yep. yeah, they, they broke off and they're left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'd noted from the beginning is, um, that we may have outgrown our child version of ourselves, but the indelible mark they leave on your life is huge. And that to me goes back to what we had said earlier about how um, our childhood experiences and the beliefs that were formed are really foundational to how we continue to grow, um, take in life, the beliefs that we have, the confidence we have, um, the paths we choose. Yeah. All of that. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I am going to go into this a little bit because I think it really ties yeah. in well with what you're going to say. Um, think about when you're in a disagreement, it could be with anybody. Um, and what are the words that you say? Um, do you say, well, you're going to leave anyway, so just go and do it. Or do you say, well, you don't care about me anyway. Or um, I had I had a few different things written down. <laughs> um, it's all my fault. So I, I, yep, just blame me. It's all my fault. Whatever comes through and you're saying when you're having an argument, that's your inner child speaking. That's how you felt as an inner, that is how you felt as a child. That was the, the stance that you took. And um, yeah. those words that are coming out are, are words of your six-year-old self saying yeah. that in your belief. So, yep, I'm not worthy of having you here. So you might, yeah. So just really kind of yeah. hone in on that and give it time and space and, and look into what might have happened and find that find that inner child to bring back so it's not feeling left yeah you know this brings up like a really good point because when I reflect on my own triggered reactions and responses that feel like so out of character for like how I normally view and perceive the world and how I re normally and generally react and respond um and what I've seen play out with other people and being a mom, what I've seen playing out with my kids when they were little and like, uh, like my friends, like younger ch children or whatever, when we're triggered and we have an out of character, I'm doing air quotes here, um, I, an out of character response, if we think about it, those reactions and responses feel very um, childlike, if you yes. will, like, fine, storm off, I'm so mad. Um, slam like, the door. Go ahead. like you said, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and leave. Like this is, yeah, yeah, everything's all my fault, right? So there's a lot more, we're not saying that's the only thing that's at play when we're triggered and we respond, but again, if we're thinking our childhood experiences, our inner child really is at the foundation of how we react and respond yeah. when we're triggered. So yeah, that's such a good point. Um, I also loved in this channeled message, um, the part that talks about as we just naturally grow in our human experience from children to adolescents to young adults into um, like really getting settled into our adult life. And then as we get into like older adult life, right? Um, we really, the space and the distance between our, that child version of ourselves and where we are, like it, it grows, right? And it gets further, further and behind. And I love that it reminded that as that happens, if we're not mindful, which most of us are not until yeah. we have these perspective shifts, right? Um, we lose our innocent perception of the world. Um, we lose our childlike wonder. We lose our playfulness mm. and imagination. Oh. Yep. Um, our, yes. Yeah. And the childlike trust. You and I talked about this before, Tiffany. When we think about, when you think about it, children are the most forgiving humans on this earth like yeah. they just want you to own your craft they want you to say sorry and they want a hug and they 
are like, and this is what I've observed in my own kids and my nieces and nephews. Because my kids are, I have an almost 19-year-old and a 12-year-old, almost 13. And my niece and nephew are seven, eight, going on eight. Um, they're so compassionate and they show you so much grace. When you're like, I shouldn't have reacted to you that way. And I didn't have a very good day and I took it out you and I'm sorry. Like their love and compassion and grace to you in that moment is like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. You're okay. I forgive you. It's like nothing you see. Yeah. Anywhere else, honestly. No. And like, uh, I mean, we went into this on a a previous podcast, but yeah, like, and just like showing them as the little kid that they're not wrong. Like I, what they did was not wrong. Like it, it was, it was me in this reaction and I'm reacting like my kids. So yeah. It, and, the, and sometimes I feel like the kids trigger us because, um, that we're kind of, we're coming from their age point. Like our emotions are being triggered because that's where we were when we made this foundation. Um, right. How we yep. felt as a child. Yeah. The other thing I want to like touch on too, um, let's just talk for a brief moment about the importance of having play and imagination in our lives. Like what we, lose, like this, is, this could be a whole nother episode. What we 100% lose sight of and it's life circumstances. Like, look, we're not like saying it's because like you just chose to forget, like life happens to us. But what we lose sight of is we journey in, into adulthood and then through our adult lives. Our soul craves play and imag- and imagination like so much. So the more that you can find play and joy in your life, those are the moments that you are really in flow, right? I like I I, um, I can just see, go off on a tangent. I have this. I have so much to say on this because this is where I lost myself. Like this is actually for mm. the last I don't know year is where they're like, go have fun. Your job is to go have fun. And I'm like, I don't know how, like, I'm literally, I don't know how, when I was a kid, I didn't have that like crazy imagination. Like I was still very like rooted and followed rules. And like, I didn't, I didn't do the crazy wild, like imaginative stuff. Like I had fun, but I don't think I ever like truly like lived it. And they're like, go have fun. And I'm just, I, I keep telling them, I don't know how, like, how do I take off this? Like, I have to be right. And like, like robotic kind of, um, yeah. yeah. And, and how do I have fun? I, I, I'm still learning and doing, and like, I have a hard time even with my kids, like having fun. Cause I'm just like, mm, that doesn't feel right for me. Like I'll watch you yeah. have fun. Because watching you is just fine. Like, and I actually enjoy it. I enjoy watching my kids have fun. I don't know how to necessarily like jump in and contribute mm-hmm. to the fun all the time. <laughs> this brings up a really good point though, because when we hear spirit say, and then therefore when we speak and relay that message about like having joy and being and having play in your life, it's the adult version of play right? So like for us, this podcast is fun for us working together (laughs) and weaving our magic for people. Like that's what lights us up. That's what play, like that is an example of what play looks like. Other examples is like going out and doing what you love. Maybe you love playing volleyball. Maybe you are are, are in an adult softball league. Maybe you like getting out on the water and canoeing or kayaking. Maybe you like hiking Maybe you like baking. Maybe you like knitting. Maybe you like sitting on the couch, streaming Netflix. And that's where like you are in your happy space because it doesn't happen for you a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you crave and you feel like you have a moment where the stress of adult life can melt away and you feel like refreshed and re-energized, that is play. And what we... Really, have lost sight of, especially in this day and age. I don't know. That's the way I feel about it. What we've really lost sight of is like that is the purpose. Like that's why we're here, and everything falls underneath that. And 
without like taking this down like a like a little political rabbit hole here um you think about it that's really what the pandemic offered people we were forced to slot stop and slow down i'm not saying that that like two-year period was like a walk in a rosy park but there was a period of time where we all like took a huge collective breath and were like oh my gosh thank goodness I can like take a moment for myself and like, and like have time to not, I, I, everything else that normally causes me stress and overwhelm and to feel like I have overbooked myself, um, isn't available to me right now. And so I have the time and space to reconnect with what I love and find a new hobby and a new joy and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. obviously we can talk about this forever. I love that because honestly, I was, uh, see I'm a very little literal brain human brain literal um I was like well I have to play <laughs> I don't know what play looks like so I love that you're like this is play it is totally play it's fun I get lit up like this is what I love to do so it doesn't literally mean go play on the play set <laughs> right right no no no. I mean it can like if you want to like get on a swing and like swing do it swinging for me as an adult makes me want to vomit but yeah well I get sick and then it, it, yeah. you know you sit on that little teeny weeny sling and it hurts your behind like let's be real I know like, my in. adult like, behind does not fit in a child's swing anymore so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah we maybe could make this whole like imagination and play and like whatever like a whole nother episode because that really is what is the fuel for living like a fulfilled life and we have lost sight of it honestly and so how can we get that back if it's just even one little shift in our lives at a time because one small step is like the tiny little ball that starts the snowball effect down the hill so yeah you're so right um okay so like what else did I make note of I made note of how they really start to talk about what inner child needs, which totally ties into what you shared, which is be the adult to the child, reparent the child, right? You have an adult perspective on things, right? And so now that you have those experiences and you have an adult, adult formed brain and then adult perspective on things and more wisdom and more knowledge, what compassion can you go back and show inner child? How can you protect inner child? Um, like they said, wipe tears and kiss the metaphorical wounds. And I, I just love that. So um, I think one of the bigger takeaways we both have as we talk about inner child is allow them space to have their tantrums, listen to what they're saying, right? Yeah. So when you feel triggered by something, um, and you're like trying to think about how to like wording right now with language right now is difficult when you're triggered by something and you have this out of character response and you're like kind of spiraling and ruminating on it and all this kind of stuff. What we tend to do is like push that away. Like this is bad. This is wrong. This is the opposite of what I'm trying to do. I don't have time for this. No, no, no. How about we like give it some space and listen to it. There's yeah, it's there message. And it's not leaving yeah. and it's going to be there until it gets heard. It's like that little kid that comes up to you, mom, 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 mom. I'm going to keep saying this until you answer me, mom, mom. I'm going to get mad at you because you don't just stop mom, mom. Yeah. What do you want, buddy? And then you get what they want and they go away. Yes. Like I could have done that 10 moms ago, you know, it's the same thing with our, our, our inner child. Exactly. It's just trying to tell you something and it's going to keep tantruming. It's going to keep bubbling up. It's going to do that until you say, what? I, I'm here to listen. Yeah. I'm here to listen with hands that are soft and like ears that want to yeah. hear and a heart that's open and willing and like, I I'm here. Like, I, I just, I like, I literally see it. Like you almost like you lift them up and like you hold them and you can hug them. I mean, you can see them as a whole person, but like a lot of times I've seen this, like this picture and it had like this little, little child in it. And it's just like, 
come. I'm, I have you, you know, you're safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that mom example. Cause that's so true. Cause if you think about it, like in our own lives, I think we can like, this applies is true. Um, the reoccurring patterns happen because we haven't allowed space for something within us to be listened to and understood. And as soon as we give it space, it either goes away or at the very least, it gets quieter. So it's less paralyzing to whatever it is we're trying to accomplish and move forward with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I loved that they offered here was not every inner child has a rosy rainbow and rain puddle experience. So we would like you to know two things. I love that they acknowledged that not everyone had a good childhood experience. Like we all experience different types of things that affect us, right? This is like where we talk about big T trauma versus little T trauma. So, but there are plenty of people, unfortunately, that as children were not treated well, they were neglected, they were abused. Um, and they would do everything to go back and rewrite all of that and not have that be their experience. And so to be able to reflect back on inner child is a painful, difficult experience. I love that that was acknowledged in this message. And I hope if you're listening and that is your experience, the two things that came out of that bring you some sort of comfort and peace because what they said was is they were offering you can't maybe feel or sense this but like I'm trying to assure you from my experience as I was writing all of this down um the way that I felt when they said um if your experience as a child was abuse and not great um this was the experience that your soul signed up for. Please find comfort in knowing that your soul knew that you had the courage and the bravery and the strength to endure this and persevere. Not at all trying to invalidate that experience or make light of it at all. But the intent was, is like, hopefully you can find comfort and peace and knowing that there is a part of you that agreed to this for a reason and knew that you could handle it. So I, I repeat that with so much love and compassion, and I hope that it's not taken for, um, I hope it's received that way by our audience. Anything to add there, yeah. Tiffany? Um, you know, what, before we come to this life, we know what we're going to be going through. And it, a lot of times it's, hard for our soul to actually come down to earth because we know the heart and the trauma that we're going to be facing. Um, and also we pick the people who are to be mean and bad to us. Mm -hmm. And this is a, this is a whole different thing that we could talk about, but we pick those people and these people go, I love you enough to do this for you so you can learn this lesson through your life so these people who were your your tormentors um mm-hmm. were are doing it through love in the spiritual realm of it even though it mm-hmm. feels not like that right now um yeah but you you chose them they chose to to be though that person in your life um as what's hard as that too, is to say. Yeah. And what's interesting too is often the people that are the have the greatest impact on our lives, good or bad, um, could be the biggest tormentor, if you will, I'm using air quotes in our life, could be our abuser, if that is your case. In previous lives, they might have been your best friend. They might mm-hmm. have been the love of your life because they're oh my gosh this is a whole nother rabbit hole and there's an amazing book about this um where like somebody actually like over a course of like 10 years started like um categorizing and doing like research on case studies of like past life regression hypnosis and all this kind of stuff 
So um, just like really quickly, our souls like kind of stay clumped together. So if you think about um, grapes on in a clump, right? So like there's souls that are like all in a clump together and you travel through each, you can't, for those of you watching us on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing. If you're listening, you can't see what I'm doing with my hands. But we're, we're clumped together like grapes on like a clump, clump of grapes, right? And those people travel, those souls, if you will, travel with us through every lifetime. And sometimes they play loving, supportive roles, and sometimes they are the villain in our lives. Then there are people that are on the same grapevine with us. And those people sometimes just dance into our lives. If you had like a coworker for five years that was like the worst human in the world for you, they might be on your, they might be a soul on your grapevine. Sometimes these souls like are a partner in this life. So um, with that said, these are all like agreements that our souls make and like contracts to as we incarnate into this life because each life we learn lessons and move forward and we can get, if we look at it as a video game, um, we can get to the next, the next level. And yep. um, the ultimate goal is to um, win the game, basically. Yeah. Um, learn the lessons, get through and like, be whole at the end, you know, be as whole as we can. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so the second part that they acknowledge in this channeled message about the childhood experiences that some of us have that are very traumatic um, is reminding you as an adult now, how can you reparent and how can you offer nurture and love and protect that inner child? Um, and what can you offer them? So what can you literally like say to yourself as if you were talking to inner child to try to to comfort them and understand them and they may not be in a place to receive everything that you're saying but maybe they can just receive one part of it and maybe you can like build trust and like help to start um unpack things so i just i love that they gave us a big overall message but then also acknowledge that like there are there are people that have very um unhealthy traumatic um, dysfunctional childhood and yep. the impact of that is great um, and that was acknowledged here um, I yep. loved that um, yeah what, like this was this was not what we expected right I think we can say that so we hopped on and went okay so what are we talking about and and then this happens and it's like yeah and that this is like what happens in our 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 sessions too is like we're doing mm -hmm. this and then all of a sudden we're like, wow, who could have even like thought that that's where we were going to go with this? Like, we don't know. It's guided. It's all guided to us. Like what's going to pop up and how is it, how does it relate to you? Um, yeah. 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 So there are absolutely steps that you can take. We've danced on them. We've touched on them lightly um, in this episode. So there's absolutely things that you can do to start nurturing and grabbing the hand of your inner child to help you move forward um, in a more empowered way. Um, but we, in, in part two, we're gonna dive a little bit deeper on that. And then also, um, we would love to help you explore this. So if what we are talking about resonates for you, if you are, if we're relatable and you're loving our energy, this is what happens um, individually within our sessions. And this definitely, um, is what happens when we work together. So, um, right. yeah, if that is of interest of you, reach out. Um, we would love, we would love to create and hold space, offer perspective shifts, um, offer and provide um, releases and healing. And sometimes it's integration. Sometimes it's not releasing something. Sometimes it's a puzzle piece that's just like shoved in the wrong spot. And like, let's help get it integrated to where. Um, it, it it's a little bit better yeah yeah um you can come find us at um divine mm -hmm. and worthy at our facebook group where we have a lot of things that are going on there we have free events that we um we host and um little event um mini sessions that can pop up here and there so there's a lot mm -hmm. going on in our facebook group and you also can find us individually. Um, I have a Facebook group, Divine, um, Divine and Worthy, um, Wholeness Within with Tiffany Merriman. And also I have a website, www.tiffanymerriman.net. So that's where you can find me. Yeah. How can we find you, Melissa? 
Yeah, so I am also on Facebook. You can find my Facebook page is Melissa Kimberly. My personal profile is also public. Um, so you can also find my personal profile, which is also Melissa Kimberly, of course, within the Divine and Worthy Facebook group. We are loving the energy of that space. So we really invite you if this resonates into that space. Um, and then you can also find more information about what I do and my services and my sessions and learn a little bit more about me on my website, which is www.melissakimberly.com. There's no arm in it. www.melissakimberly.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that is an amazing wrap on part one of the Inner Child podcast. So please make sure you come back for part two. We're going to offer some action steps that you can get into on your own, some additional perspective shifts. And then we don't even know what this looks like yet, do we, Tiffany? But we're yeah, going to offer no. some sort of inner child healing meditation but, something. Yeah, we're, we're going to go and ask, like, this is how we do it. We're going to go and ask, what do we need for this session? And we're going to receive it. And that's what you're going to get. So there's going yeah. to be some amazing stuff coming out of that. So we'll see you yeah. next week. Yes. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us.